Hello, please leave a message after the tone. You inserted your storyline into my life. When you walked up to me, I had no idea who you were. And then I made you feel better. And I went out of my way to feel sorry. And was like, I'm sorry I didn't recognize you. How fucking dare you? No, listen, babes, it is cool. You chose to make it about weird shit and bullshit. And I can't accept that for my life. I've entertained this enough. No shade. I want the best for you. But don't you ever get me confused with any other bitch that you've dealt with before. Don't ever play with me again. Period. Just turn over here. My name is Rafi Manzor. You want that to be the official intro uh, for the for the podcast episode two of season six of Wait Don't Do It, featuring no, I, yours truly, Nunu Paris. I wanted everyone to know that you made us re-record because you felt secure about the first take. Yeah, you know, and insecurity is the topic of this week's <laughs> episode. Uh, welcome, welcome back to another scintillating episode. Spell it, Rafi. Go. The <laughs> <laughs> scintillating episode of Wait Don't Do It, the show where we tell you to wait. Don't breadcrumb, boys, for no reason. Um, breadcrumbing is a term that does not exist, but because people on the internet like to make up words, it does. Um, but we'll get into that later. We're going to catch you up on the news in D.C., what's been going on with yours truly, and um, more about Latin Heritage Month. Um, and speaking of Latin Heritage Month, we decided to go see a movie that was very culturally relevant for Latinos <laughs> and queer Latinos at that, and we went to go see Bros. So um, we and a bunch of other gay people in the area were... <laughs> was it a lot of other gay people in the area or was it a lot of older white couples in the area that were invited to this? Um, yeah, you know, let's set the in stage. In my opinion, it was shareholders in the movie <laughs> that were invited we'll, to this movie. Let's we'll definitely set the stage for for these um, for our audience. So we have Bros, you know, featuring, written by, produced by, starring Billy Eichner in theaters now, um, which is, I guess, a gay rom-com. And we were sent a little email invite... Uh, to be a part of the premiere here in the D.C. area, uh, we were able to get... Premiere is a, a word. <laughs> Let's start there. Let's start there. I would say an intimate gathering of a screening. The um, email said premiere. That's true. The email said premiere. We were very And the event uh, gave field trip. <laughs> <laughs> it did give an adult field trip. It gave. I booked ahead for my class. Yes, <laughs> and they're yes. sitting here. We're, watching, we're, we're going on a Tuesday afternoon. The marquee. The, the Majestic Regal. How dare yeah. you? No, I was talking about what's it called when you go to the news show? It's not. It's not oh, the matinee. The matinee. We went to the matinee show of Finding Dory. <laughs> 2 p.m. on Tuesday, pretty much. Do you remember when we uh, did a lot of shrooms and watched Finding Dory? And I cried a lot. To Finding Dory? No, you yeah, didn't. Yes, I did. Of course I did. I don't remember. I want y'all to know, that was when the second wave of the shroom had hit us at that point. So, at that point, I just remember everything being blue for the entirety of the experience. I can't describe what happened. I just know the color I felt was blue. Uh, blue, double, And I guess because, you know, we were in the ocean, but I digress. Um, anyway, you know, we were able to 
you know, get a little little fee. We get a booking fee. You know, we're waiting on do it. We get booking fees to be places. Um, and they gave us, you know, some comp food, which was nice. I wish that it was catered food. I kind of thought they were going to cater food. They're not catering food to what, movie theaters. I knew what they were going to. I knew what to expect. I knew it was going to be like this, like a screening. Well, you went to the um, premiere. Uh, oh. What was the one? Love I, Island or I, Fire Boys? No, I didn't go see that. <laughs> Fire Boys. <laughs> I went to go see the uh, advanced screening with DZ Homos for actually in the Heights. Oh, in the Heights! That is so funny. Why, how could I forget that? Well, speaking of our checking in, we just got done with a rehearsal. For our performance that's happening tonight, we're recording the like hours before our performance at Fabulose at DC9. If you're listening to this podcast, you missed the party, unfortunately. However, you probably were there and you're probably agreeing how fun it was. And we performed uh, Carnival del Barrio. Um, and we freaking turned down the house. Let me tell you right now. Yeah, I no one know. even noticed, you know, that my wig fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a common thing in, in the drag culture. Like, people are really okay with their wig falling off. I'm not. Because apparently practice is not necessary in the drag world. Shane, <laughs> 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 apparently practice is... You're practicing? No, it's very true. I'm going to get to that. I, you know, put a pin in that. I'm definitely coming back to the Avenue News Corner. We're still on bros. Uh, but uh, we got there. We got to eat uh, candy. <laughs> Nunu did not eat dinner for this. I said, baby, you're going to fill yourself up with Skittles and <laughs> we were able gummy to, earheads? Yes, and, and movie theater mozzarella sticks and chicken tenders, Literally. which was a, a delight, a delight for our very young bodies. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was great, though. We saw people we knew, which was nice, um, and it had reserved settings. It had like really nice um, piece of paper taped to the chair, <laughs> which was super comfortable. The <laughs> recliner, it was comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't uh, put your head back. <laughs> and then we, we just watched a movie about me. Um, so, okay, that's about bros. <sighs> it was about me, but with a white man. I love the concept of this movie. A concept where gay people, queer people... Well, I'm, I'm going to say queer. I'm going to say gay, because it was for gays. It was gays. Let's be very it clear. Gay. It, was it was for gays. gays uh, where gay men, cis men, <laughs> you know, are the leading roles in rom-coms. I guess that's what we needed. Um, <laughs> that's a story that we needed told right now and we needed it with uh, two white men not only one, two white men um, but one super attractive gen- or generally attractive gen- generically generically attractive and then you have the other white man who's not like fully ugly but not fully attractive but relatably also, attractive relatably attractive for all you girls that feel ugly um, yes, raise your hand happy <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we all How feel ugly know? I feel pretty. Did you have to tell our thousands of listeners that? <laughs> <laughs> they already know, girl. <laughs> no, security. See, I told you that's the theme, y'all. We're all insecure. Um, so it was great, right? If you're relatable, everyone's felt that way. So, so the good news is that everyone has felt at least, yes. you know, this way of the story. You feel that you're unlovable because of some quirk you have. You feel insecure. You put a wall up. Someone eventually comes on around mm. to break that wall. You have to... You know, adjust your boundaries, and then you find love. Basic, basic plot. Yeah, yeah, basic yeah. plot. Yeah. Every, like at one point, I like uh, whispered over to Nunu, like, "Oh, this is where like the ex is gonna come and kind of shake up the tables, and like, and like every beat was expected." And I genuinely did enjoy watching a, a gay story in like uh, Jeff Apatow, Jed Apatow, whatever his name is, kind of perspective comedy. I thought it was really funny most of the time, except when except when it was cringy and. My biggest problem with this movie was a obviously the lack of diversity, but most of all, I hate when they like you. They already have lack of diversity, but then they try to do this like privilege checking where it's like, I'm just a where Billy Agner said several times like I'm just a boring old white guy. Like why? Why should my opinion matter? We're watching a movie about your life. 
Yeah, like, I, I think the movie tried to save itself by being, you know, meta and self-aware, like, ha-ha, we're just like, you know, a Hallmark movie, or ha-ha, I'm a yeah. cis white man. Uh, I shouldn't have opinions, but then it does the exact same thing. It's like making fun of, so it doesn't oh, really. And the strategic diversity, like first of all, let's be clear: the lesbians in this movie were punchlines all the time. Like remember, like the rallying of the punch. Yeah. And they were like, oh, like they were like try to compliment lesbians, but it was like, remember, lesbians are like the most efficient beings in the world. Right? It relied on the basic, you know, yeah. L word kind of tropes, right? Yeah, it, and it was just so unimaginative for lesbianism especially lesbianism the also, cult of lesbians but for also transgender people i mean they were the most the transgender and non-binary non-binary pe- people were the most exciting characters in the movie the trans girl t.s madison and uh Lawrence were the most exciting mm-hmm. characters i would say um but again the strategic diversity okay it's not diverse if the story centers around white, white man. man it is still just a story about a white man if the characters don't mean nothing to the plot then they don't people were like oh there were Latinos don't you remember what's his face from Scandals was in that he's Latino don't you remember the white but if he had not been in there the plot would have not changed and also it was strategic diversity because remember the son was quote unquote gay so it was a moment for like young Latino gays to see themselves because again Latinos were not there was no Latino queerness in this so that was uh, again everything was so strategic about this movie and again they would have different types of relationships like like polyamorous relationships throuple and it would be of all people of color but it was like such an unrealistically yeah um, (laughs) view of polyamory and again these were side characters everybody that was diverse had they not been in that movie i mean i say everybody everybody there was not a single person of a diverse background that had an impact on the plot of the film Mm -hmm. literally it was really just billy eichner and the main guy. In his head, and they decided not to be in his head. That's just literally what happened. That's it. Basic rom-com. And it had moments, but... What would you rate this movie, honestly? It's hard. It's hard. Because I give it a B. I, I love B. I love rom-coms, but, you know, if I'm doing if I'm doing a point scale out of 10, or I give it... It's in the 5. So you would give it a C? I mean, is a 50 a C? I think it was genuinely endearing to watch. I genuinely did enjoy it. It didn't push the genre. I didn't learn anything new. That's true. Um, and there was not a single memorable moment. I can't I can't tell you one joke right now. And I'm not trying to like be shady. Oh, it was, my, my, the funniest moment for me was when the guy like came on him um, and like uncalled for it. But again, oh, I thought that was just so gross. I couldn't even. But like also, like I said, it, what really annoyed me was it would have been more refreshing to have a like a person of color as a lead that way and me a person who's a person of color podcasting living in the city sometimes feeling invisible but people tell them again everything that this character went through i've been told been experienced but like, it's relatable but it's it's political people don't realize that yeah, so like it is political all this is political sure. so it's a political way for conservative americans less open americans to be more accepting and open to the idea of gays so that's great but that's like so Nineteen ninety. It never. Me. It never also worked. When you like inch, inch toward diversity or acceptance. Remember, that's the original thing. What happened in Stonewall? Where we were like, act up, fight back, or whatever. Remember, they were just trying to like fit in by having the white people be like the centerfolds of the story, while black trans uh, people and other queer people of color were the leaders of those fights. But the poster people were white people because they wanted to be accepted by the conservative norm. Again, this is just a repeated thing that we think that is going to work. And really, it just seems like a cash grab. 
Yeah, because it's, it's easy. All the people who are find themselves to be allies or feel like they're woke or open, you know, mm-hmm. will feel good about themselves for watching this film. Yeah. Um, and it's no different than any other film. So different than You Got Mail, which it references. Like, you're just saying, like, yeah. it, it literally It would also gives, make fun of, like, movies that it, it's it, doing. Like, I yeah, mean, it's just... It it's was like a, you're making fun of yourself. And it's not fresh or, like, self-aware as much as you think it is, almost. Exactly. Again, um, why... I'm glad we're talking about this movie because it's about dating. And we're going to be talking about dating today on the podcast. Exactly, exactly. I mean, dating in the city is hard. Dating if you're queer is hard. Dating in general is hard. It's just, it's all hard. And that's what every movie has told us. So, if you want to see this movie, like I said, go see it. I would rather see it in a theater than watching it at home. I don't think I would have liked it as much if I would have gone at home. Because you get to, like, laugh at the crowd, react, cringe with the crowd. I also would suggest, um, if you're a person that's easily triggered by white storylines, <laughs> I would not watch this movie. If it's going to trigger you to watch, like... You know I used to understand why it was, like... I'm so sorry. It just didn't make any sense. It was, like, I want to be a woke movie, but I'm going to have two white men, one of which... It's straight passing. Like, it did it all the worst passing. things you could possibly do. And, you know, it, it just made it so relatable. Because guess what, girls? It's no shade. It's, no shade. it's no shade. This is no shade. You're not going to get some six-pack ab uh, built motherfucker with, uh, with money. You're not. Gonna, it's not going to happen. No. It might happen for some of you, but not most of you. I'm sorry. Most, even it's not real white girls. It's not realistic. Even for so, white girls. Like, wh- like what, why am I trying to see? You know, and that's why I kind of liked it. You got mail. Because Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan made sense, yeah. right? They're both moderately attractive people but you're not gonna find some six-pack uh, person that's shooting up testosterone in a bathroom and have a meaningful relationship that's not gonna happen they're not gonna be interested in you and like what makes you think that they're gonna get have be able to have a meaningful relationship you know what i'm saying that's a huge point of this movie too that the the, the hetero cis passing guy or whatever was like oh you know like i don't want you i don't want the same person as me i don't want someone shallow and arrogant and blah, 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 or like that then why are you that you know? why are you that it's just stupid and it was just like really so overall i if you are a white person that genuinely likes a lighthearted, if fun, you like again anybody i think would like it like i i would say watch it like you know go for it watch it go for it just, and, and, and at some level i do say watch it because if it makes money we'll get more films and hopefully we'll it'd be more diversity so it's it, go watch it go watch it um, let's see we officially endorse bros on this podcast, despite our scathing review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch it, but we didn't, we didn't feel it. But, um, but new news corner, but new, new news corner, though. We new, 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 new news corner. Right, and I, I need an official theme song. If you are a beat maker in the city and you want to make the official beat for new news corner um, music video coming soon, uh, please reach out to or DM me at new parish y'all and, and we'll set something up. Okay. <laughs> you imagine if I really did a fucking music video for New News for, Corner for an audio podcast for an audio podcast? <laughs> new, 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 new. Um, new News Corner is is meant to t- um give New New Paris me the Dame of DC a moment to shine, um, in Raffi's universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> Raffi's so suffocating, insufferable, like Billy Eichner. I'm just a little star, okay? Just a little star. He's already dead. Uh, <laughs> Supernova. <laughs> uh, today I want to talk about a hashtag. Let's start the timer, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh! I want to talk about a hashtag I've come across on Twitter, um, and I've seen some of my fellow uh, artists in the city engage with. 
and that is hashtag drop the T. Do you know what this is? No. What, what do you imagine dro- hashtag drop the T is? Drop the T means uh, I would immediately assume like drop the, what's the, what's the co- gossip? But I also go to drop, just drop the T to girl. Put it down. Put down the T to girl. <laughs> I feel like I would um, prefer both of those to the actual definition. <laughs> what is the actual definition of drop the T? So drop the T. Oh my God, drop exactly, the T. Exactly. So drop the T is a movement um, supported by mostly cis white gay men. Um, who feel like we need to remove the T from the LGBT spectrum because, you know, they're bringing this, I guess, trans people, queer people, non-binary people are bringing this era of femininity of womanhood into the scene, and they don't like that. They don't like the idea of women being at their gay bars. Uh, people have actually resorted to start doing like a lot of underground private parties where it's just like cis men in a basement or in a area but so they don't have to deal with uh, women. And that is a very interesting idea that dropping the T would somehow impact your club experience. Like, how does a trans person or even just femininity being in a space prevent you from doing coke and having an orgy? Like you're gonna, you are gonna do already. Um, it, it, I think it ultimately comes down to intolerance. You really want to tolerate those uh, like people into your space that you don't like the other people that you don't like want to officiate yourself with. It's, I, I think it comes. Very much not. Just like, accountability. I guess you don't want people to hold you accountable. People yeah. that would tell you that you're terrible and that you're not as interesting as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the same man. They're always ugly or bald or just weird. I just, no personality. Yeah. I just want them to have, like, hug yourself. Like, how do you... I, I mean, it gives clan. <laughs> it gives, like... 100%. I mean, it just gives exclu- I mean, exclusive clubs so that trans people... Women. I'm assuming this is mostly white gays too. It's mo- yeah, so it can't be a part of it. Indeed, to start a hashtag, a moment, drop the T. That's that's so that's so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Because would you say that about other people? Like drop the beast, drop it's, black people. It's gonna <laughs> say like, what are we doing? It's, well, that's what but also is part part of what they mean by that. Mm-hmm. I also think it would be pictures. Like is this, this is giving very much pictures. It's giving very much what these bars want, honestly. So I think it's just and like all support. Uh, these girls be going um, for they they book a real girl and they and they forget their morals (laughs) and that Um, moment will only last for seconds but um, that's very unfortunate I think that's again and even especially in the light of this bros movie that that's like coming out it's like you know what I'm saying it's just like ridiculous right so you can imagine going back you know connecting our points that you know when you have all these like cis white gay men just being so it's just like they have to. I mean, I get it. Like you want to be oppressed. I just I don't get the need to want to feel oppressed because they're like we're well, special because it's we're gay, but you're affair. still just it's a white man. Like it's over for you, sis. Hang it up. Hang it up. Just just step back, go underground for fifty years, a hundred years, and then come back and reassess. I think we need to. I think we need to like transform them with a ray. And to like mold people. So, yeah, just like everyone is, you know, everyone can't be a cis white man. Everyone can't be disabled. Everyone. Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to get there. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Ask the question. You know what? I want to know. I want to know. And this is just my knowledge. I don't think this is problematic. I, I want to talk about disabilities. Okay. Because. Well, because it's not, it's too problematic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and this is coming from someone who is. A supporter uh, deals literally with managing, you know, cases for students with disabilities. So this is just coming from my my mindset. 
what does saying you have a disability have to do with who you are? I feel like sometimes people use disability as a as another method. And you know what you know what? Actually we talked about this about not not just disability, all the labels. I feel like we've 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 started to like weaponize certain words, whether yeah. it's like cis white man, whether it's non binary, whether it's queer, whether it's there's certain words that we like pansexual, a lot of these words that we like to use and weaponize and it becomes like our identities. And I'm wondering like when people can get away from just using labels as your identity and just letting like you as a human speak for yourself. Mm. And th- th- that's all I, I wonder. Because I feel like a lot of these things don't always correlate to what it is. Like, I mean, it's important to ha- take up space. I'm holding space for you, mm. right? Yes. And it's and important to engage in the diversity, but the diversity also can't be the entirety of who you are because yeah. you're an amalgamation of everything. Like, you're more than just one label. Um, and so I just want people to realize they're more. That's all. Like, you're more than that. You're more than a cis white man. You're more than uh, a pansexual, queer, non-binary, a house yeah. down boots. You're more than a drag queen. You're more than, you know, a black and brown person. You're a, still a human being. Yeah. And you can use your culture to enhance that humanity. I think people do sense that, like, I think, like, people rely, just like you'll hear, like, Latinos be like, oh, you know, I can't be, the more Latino they are, the less they can be held accountable of racism um, or, like, being problematic or misogyny in our in our culture and, and the fact that, you know, like, oh, I'm Latino, so I don't have to think about gender or all these kinds of things. Um, but I also see that some people, some people, like, some white people really use, like, oh, I'm disabled or I'm... I'm 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 queer as almost like a way to say that they they're more deserving of spaces than like a cis Latino person like myself, um, because again they might be uh, gender nonconforming or uh, disabled and I'm just like at the end of the day this is not an Olympics this is not an you're, you're, we're comparing apples to oranges, first of all. I always say that. Marginalized people, we always have to stand together. Let's yeah, stand together. Day, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to hold more space than you, but right now, by you saying all these things, it feels like they want to hold more space because they feel like... because It's like a point. It feels like yeah. if the person gets the most space, has the most bad, quote-unquote, negative thing society perceives, which is like... Yeah weird to me um and it's not it's not ground suit it's kind of like biggest loser (laughs) oh (laughs) my god who is the biggest loser in dc no dc's biggest loser which i can't believe we were not nominated for dc's best y'all are shady motherfuckers y'all are voting for these talentless bitches over here (laughs) and y'all are just bypassing the name oh girl As I go there, but I mean, biggest loser is the idea that you know, kind of like how the the concept of the show, right? It's like, ooh, we're we're saying it's good to be not good or something. I don't know. So can it be okay? It is okay to be okay, and I just want I just want us to all stand together. But I have seen more community. I mean, it seems a little fake, but I have seen more community in the in the nightlife scene. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you kudos. I'm gonna give you praise. Um. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to, again, if you're lab- living beyond these labels, you're going to be held behind these, like, notions of who you think you are. And again, that's going to sell yourself in the dating world and, like, getting, pe- getting a lot of people to see you for who you are and finding someone that can actually, like, get to see you for you and not just, like, what you want people to, you know, perceive you as. 
Um, which again, in this dating world now, in this dating economy, it's like very hard. You really notice that people really fight against showing you who they really are. I think something a theme that was in that bros movie was like, it's not vulnerable to like somebody. And I think people do not like showing that vulnerability. I mean, that's really the crux of it. If y'all want to know the issue with dating and we're finding real connection is that people are just afraid to be vulnerable. And that's, that's pretty much what it comes down to. People are afraid to be vulnerable and because of that, they can't communicate properly. And um, y'all need to stop doing that. That's re- that's really just like I don't I don't really get the fear. But um, let's talk about your your delicious house. My house of who? House of horrors? Made out of treats and desserts. I'm talking, of course, about Hanzo and Gretel and this idea of bread coming in the dating <laughs> dating scene. Ooh, you're like my you're like my fairy tale references, <laughs> no, my Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> well, some people Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Unless you say it like that, don't you just <laughs> This is a literature study. You didn't know this is a book club. Bitch. She has a literature degree, y'all. Oh my god! Can I tell you <laughs> that the person, a representative from UCG, came to my work site, trying to you know start drawing with you, trying to recruit students and uh, University of North Carolina. Greensboro is Raffi as I alma mater and they were like we have this amazing new media program <laughs> oh, <laughs> I swear to they God that's how they say it <laughs> don't believe them they were like communications broadcast journalism we have the best Greensboro it, 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 they were acting like it gave down <laughs> and I was like down down <laughs> You bitches ain't, ain't, ain't popping up and seeing it for Greensboro. No, girl. Let's be clear. I, every, I'm a self-made bitch. That degree didn't teach me nothing. You need to go back and get your course. You need to be like a guest lecturer. You, yeah. need, you need to actually see they'll pay you to come back Period. and do a guest lecture for the new video program. Be like, uh, back with my day. Back, back, with, <laughs> back in my day. Y'all got internships now? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, my internship is now. <laughs> Wait, don't do it as well. Well, come to you for the trip. Fuck y'all. Maybe I should come back. <laughs> Can I come back? I want you back. Retroactively. <laughs> now that y'all forgave my loans, I'm going to come back. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, no, breadcrumbing. Um, so over the summer break, I was I had this follower. Um, I'm just going to be very transparent with the listeners. I feel like that's what Well, what to be to. clear, Raffi's you know, obviously popular. Whatever. Oh my god. Ew. Um, y'all keep using that word. I know. It's so funny. It's also, we can understand how it feels from our side because it's like annoying, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, yeah, I think when y'all say that I'm popular, it feels like a back Well, it's because it's like obviously you are a person who most people don't have places where you can go around and know who you are. So you're popular. And I get, I guess, as a burden, but it's annoying when you're like, popular because you are. You know you. I mean, it's, it's a fact. It's not like a. <laughs> it's not like a, a, a judgment or anything it's just a fact so Rami's popular and obviously because he's popular followers people who listen to our podcast come up to um, him us whatever yeah. <laughs> all the time and uh, you know people find him attractive people want to talk to him you know what I mean like it, it comes with the territory um, and when you say these things, it, I'm not perceiving the world like that. I, again, I used to be 300 pounds, so I do definitely struggle with a uh, little big boy syndrome, which is when you lose the weight, you don't fully like feel yourself and you feel like people are only going to see you for your body and you're never going to feel good enough, especially if you have the level of race to that. Um, however, um, so yeah, I do have a lot of energy. Like I do get a lot of attention from people in multiple kinds of ways. So I understand all those kinds of sentiments. Uh, so, uh, it, so when a, 
to be clear, like I said, I don't always engage with followers in a flirtatious way. Um, usually it takes a couple of things to get my true attention, which obviously is, you know... Are you going to spill the tea and like, what you actually look for in a sexy, sexy follower? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely... Let's start with gender. <laughs> ah! uh, not conforming or all the above. I don't really, like, pay attention too much into, okay. you know, gender. Um, I, you know, I, I do identify as a queer man, um, queer gay man. So there's a spectrum there. But ideally, they would, you know, be, you know, attractive, but in a way that is attractive to me, because I have very wide ranges of attractiveness, let's be clear. Like in the way that a penis is attractive. Um, so they have to, you know, and just have to have generally either confidence in, in their kind of mannerisms or something memorable about them. Um, and usually if they stay in the phone, and usually they stay in the phone, like if I flirt back in with them, it usually stays in the phone. Nothing goes beyond the phone. But then on my birthday, I had a follower that I had kind of pushed away because it felt very gamey in the beginning and I just didn't want to indulge that kind of behavior. Um, so I kind of like, you know, stopped checking their stories and pulled away. But I ultimately, um, they ultimately found their way back into my stories and checking my stories all over again and liking all my stuff. And, you know, like, you know, the girls know. When the girls checking your story every fucking day, when the girls are liking everything you post, when the girls are fucking doing other things, DMing you, right? Let let let's break down this notion that we are all above um, checking our likes, views, blah blah blah, blah. and you know the idea that we're not stalking everyone. We already know everyone who we are based on Instagram likes, viewers, stories. You know, we all creep. We all we all do it all. We all creep. We and all that's creep. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Social media is what it's for. So it was after we started collabing with another uh, person. That they started like DMing me again, and I assume that person either thought that I was dating this other person, but they that ultimately they thought you were dating me. They thought we were dating another collaborator we were working with, like about three months ago. I don't remember. This is so bad. You go through so many people. I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's not true. It's but not, ultimately, it's they. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's not. True. It's, You're right. it's, it's not. not true. It's not. Uh, but they. Um, but they. But they. Yeah, they come back into the life, and. Then, like I said, they started, like, sending me messages on, on DM, like, flirtation, like being flirty here and there, asking me for my number when I was in Florida for the Bad Bunny concert. They even, went ahead, they even went ahead and asked me to buy them a shirt. And, you know, you, you don't ask friends, yeah, to buy a shirt for you, sweet tea. You don't ask just any boy off the street to buy a shirt for you. So I bought a shirt because, you know, I'm daddy and I like to take care of my babies. Um... And so I got back from the Florida trip, and this motherfucker's like, oh, um, I have a... Um, yeah, this boy that I'm talking to is also in Miami. So... Which which I've noticed happens a lot, like, when y'all are out here, like, flirting and stuff. People are like, you're constantly mentioning that you're also talking to other people at the it, same time. Which yeah, I guess that, like which that, happened in the movie, in actual bros. People do that. No, it's like a security thing. It's like, oh, I want you to know that, like, people... Other people want me. Other people want me. Like, I... I, I don't have to talk to you, but, like, I want to know, get to know you, but I also don't... It's, it's a very weird, like, defense mechanism that we need to, like, check on because it's giving insecurity. Back to our theme. <laughs> um, so that happened. And then, so, like I said, I, I kind of, like, let it go, and I just, like, said, hey, let's just hang out, see where this goes. On Friday, we made plans for Friday. Friday comes, he cancels on me 15 minutes before the, before the game. And now, point, you don't like being canceled on, and most people don't, obviously, and I guess to me, if you're going to cancel, let's do it hours in advance. Especially if it's a dating situation. Again, 
Where again, if this is a new impression, if you've been in my life, bitch, go work ahead. But again, Richard's trying to get to know each other, and I, a, a bitch is busy. So after they canceled on me, then they started hitting me up again, like, "Oh, I want to pick up this shirt from you. When can I pick up this shirt before the?" Oh my god, for real! Literally. Um, but then um, to add to add insult to injury, I started like you know. Entertaining him again a little bit here and there, just like we went to back to like talking and like light, not you talking. Expose talking. your toxicity to the people. I I am I definitely am because again I I don't I was very I was feeling very insecure at this point and I feel like at this point <laughs> not at this point <laughs> well, I was I was feeling very like I don't know if I am being crazy I don't know if maybe I'm being too sensitive maybe I should be I don't ever feel sensitive. those things is that weird Well because you don't care about people I do care about people. <laughs> do these things to me and so i was like oh maybe i maybe i'm caring too much maybe i should just like hit him up on this weekend see what he's doing so i hit him up on this weekend why do y'all care so much i hit up on a, i hit him i hit him up on a weekend and then i was like oh what's up what, what? and i definitely hit him up with a what you doing text for sure because at this point if you're trying to be non-committal then let's be non-committal oh my god i saw that tiktok about that just literally today same thing like hey you know do you not mean we reach out? And he literally said sexual or otherwise, because like we could just be friends or we could just be a hookup, like you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't say that though. I just said, "Hey, what you doing?" I literally just said, and "Not the winky face." I said, "Hey, what you doing?" And if on babies, snippies, on snippies, but not, ew, that's snippies. Ooh. I definitely said it on on SDM. But again, I want y'all to know if someone says, "Hey, what you doing?" In a DM. I want you to know, it. if a guy does that, the first thing would be, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm just like reading a book at home. I'm just like chilling. So anyways. You are not a little bit No, I'm not. I, I will agree So do as you like to be treated. That's what I always say. Not <laughs> treat me like I treat, <laughs> treat me. me. <laughs> and so, and then he started playing games. Like, oh, like I, I'm, I, I'm here with my friends, but it's running late. Da, 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 da. And then finally I had it, and so I told them the truth. Like, you, you wasted my time. Stop wasting my time. You just wanted my attention. And people that break from me... You want to be all attention. up in your mind. You don't... Yeah, you just like the thought of someone that y'all believe is popular um, to, to think about you. And I think those things were really, like... I mean, yeah, intense. we definitely... I mean, it goes back to high school, or not, I mean, just school in general, right? It's that it's the idea that, oh my God, I want the most popular kid in school, or someone that people know and like to like me, because that means that I am more likable <laughs> I, I don't know um i think i would say try loving yourself girls try it it's really easy literally um and also actions speak louder than words actions speak louder if the person is actually like showing you signs and like texting it, you and thinking it, about it, you it's communication to me like i i'm, I'm thinking about you know my own life well you have a boyfriend so you've been but you know we, we still have you know spats or whatever um, and you know, that happened, you know, recently and what happens is he'll communicate something uh, that I'm not aware of, like, oh, it's not showing empathy or, you know, when I feel this way, you're not responding in the way I want. And, you know, all I do is take it in and I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that. And then you just make efforts to change your behavior. And it's like really easy. Like it's never, I'm never like fighting. <laughs> I'm never screaming. I'm never arguing. You know, I'm just, you know, saying it in the moment or, you know, when I feel it and then just moving forward. Like, it's not even like a That's why I tried to, and I think I am there because I didn't attack him. I literally did not attack him. I literally just said. I'm just saying for people in general to take in or communicate with others. Like, it could just be, you can adapt. Mm -hmm. Why are people so afraid to adapt their love language, I wonder? 
And again, I'm not a perfect person either, I think. I can understand these insecurities in dating as well. However, I think I'm always very honest. I think I'm always very like, hey, I've been out of the dating game for a while. I like... The the, the, the spiel is always the same. Hey, I like you. If I like you, I like you. If I like you, I like you. I tell you I like you. But right now, I want to take it very slow and see where we go. But when you tell people that, oh, you're, I want to take it very slow, that I think they automatically take that as a no or that you don't like them because they immediately like, start pulling back. That's happening recently right now. Like, I mean, but also take it slow could be translated as like, I don't want to be like committal. And that, it's not even committal because I feel like committal is like not texting every day. I texted this bitch every day and this boy was like... I mean, I feel like texting every day should just be normal, but that's just me. But he got you can also text a bitch back first. Every, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First of all, don't, don't, don't do that game with me. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't get it, y'all. Men are so easy to just take control of. Um, take them by the reins and ride like a rodeo. I'm just kidding, y'all. That's uh, obviously the part of blood bros, right? It's not easy. It's not easy. But I think, like I said, I, I'm just going to continue on this path of just having fun. Um, I, I think I've been a little self-aware of how I can be a fuckboy as well. However, I just definitely... It's weird because I feel like... We I, can all be a fuckboy. I can all, all... I agree. We all can be fuckboys. You do. Stop playing with me. You are... The, Ooh. <laughs> no. You, oh. you, you scam these motherfuckers for everything they're worth. So you're a fuck girl, honey. No, we talked about recently how, like, you're a city girl. mean I am when it comes to, like, flirtatious energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nunu was being per- perceived uh, by a man. I think I hate being perceived. I, I want y'all to know, I really hate being perceived. Um, that's why I don't come out, y'all. <laughs> I don't come you out. had some chasers chasing you this um, past game. It's, um,. <laughs> Chases up in this gig. It was such a weird interaction because I was just sitting there. Uh-huh. Um, my, I'm sitting in the scene. I'm in a bar by myself looking con. Very, uh, like, very woman energy. Raffi like, has left energy, me though. to chase a boy, right? He is in it. I'm by myself at not the club. First of all, not chasing. Ooh. The boy chased me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was not chasing nobody. The boy chased me down. But <laughs> you get it. I was abandoned. I was abandoned. Left to my own wilds. I want to shout out Every Pleasure and Ricky Rose for hosting this iconic uh, fundraiser for Puerto Rico for the hurricane relief um, at JR's. It was really fun. And, like, I feel like it was amazing because everyone came out to support. You know what I mean? Even Drag Race alum, Melissa Hunter. Um, That's right. You took a very flattering picture with her. Happy. <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> sabotage. But it was really it was really fun. I love connecting with other um, artists and just being in a community. It felt just like home. I know. I know. I love being an art girl. I know. I'm such a... I, I, I know, girls. I'm just like... <laughs> I just love the community. <laughs> Fuck these bitches, but I love the community. I do genuinely like it. I love being around other artists like who are dressed up and who are having fun and we're just out talking. Like it's so rare that that happens with people. So it was really fun. But all that to say, I'm I'm here left alone because Raffi's chasing a boy. Um, in the middle of the bar, <laughs> and so I'm, while I'm texting on the phone, right, some guy comes up and just like grabs my hand and just like lifts it up in the air, and I just pull my hand back and walk away. And I was like, I'm not sure what um, <laughs> mating ritual this is, but um, I don't respond well to like dehumanization. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone does, but I know I specifically do not respond to dehumanization. Um, I'm that I'm, was not de- that was a woman, like that was chivalrous, right? If, like, if you don't know me and you just grab my hand, don't say anything. Just lift it up. That is insanity. It's giving Dahmer on Netflix. 
<laughs> but y'all watching it though, right? <laughs> y'all are watching it, even though he only traumatized black and brown men. But whatever, y'all y'all love Evan Peters. <laughs> um, anyway, and then even out of drag, that that weird guy. I assume they're weird. <laughs> weird. Oh yeah, you were at a, a student from your from your school. No, yeah, I was on a college campus, uh-huh. and someone approached me in a flirtatious manner, which is weird to me. I'm not sure why. Trade union. It gets a top or bottom. It's so weird because like I get I realize how like mean I am when people approach me. I don't know. I guess that's the top of me. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time a guy like takes control, I hate it. I I can't do it. I can't. I can't handle it. I'm like uh, I don't know what it is. It just makes me like fight. Same. Me too though. Me too though. Because the, the idea that anyone could just approach me is too much it's too much and so you know he comes up and tries to start conversation and i just gave him nothing like i really will not talk to you like i don't think people understand like i just like will literally ignore that you exist um and it's not like in a mean way it's just like i've seen it it is in a mean way because why would you assume that i want to talk to you it's literally like what you expect a girl from bad girls club to be when you approach a girl Like where's the band? That's the new- <laughs> yeah. Also that like again, I'm I'm at work and for my work I'm at a community college campus and this is no shade. <laughs> Say it. But like, Say it. what could what could a student <laughs> at a community college offer me <laughs> the day? Another fabulous age, <laughs> girl. And a fashion over dress. Again, this everyone has their different like standards, lifestyles. Again, <laughs> for me <laughs> and my tax bracket <laughs> and my aspirations and where I am in my life, it doesn't match. You know, if I, and I'm glad that person maybe thought I was younger, perceived me as a student because you know we were both students. Sure. Oh, was it cute? Um, I I kept looking at my phone to ignore him. <laughs> but it might, I mean, it'd be different if they were like a model. If Drake, oh, if Drake came around, I, <laughs> Drake is always the call. It's always Drake. It's always Drake. It, it'd be different, but I clearly it was just regular. So no. <laughs> so it was a truck driver approaching you, be like, "Hey, hey, ma'am, <laughs> hey, man." <laughs> I, and it was such a weird pickup line. Do I know you? Have we had a conversation before? What? <laughs> Does that not sound crazy to you? Why would I come up to someone and lie to them? Maybe, maybe he recognized you as your new parents. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Like what? What other pickup lines you use, Rafi? Tell me, because I don't. I don't really pick up people. The only the last time I, I like. I mean, you're picking up drifters. The the last person I like approached to, I was like, oh my god! I just walked up to him and I said, "Oh my god, you're really cute," and I walked away. So I did. Couldn't handle it. Possibly. It's so hard because that doesn't lead to like conversation. I know, that, but I had to actually leave though. Yeah, for me, I know. For you, you would totally have chased me down. You're like, oh my god, he's so cute. And for me, that wouldn't work either because I'd be like, oh, thank you. What did you tell me I'm cute have to do anything? Oh, you would have done that. Oh, he's cute back though. I feel like, honestly, uh, guys should just offer girls like me just money. Like, come up with money. <laughs> like, would you like He some? was like, I think I know you. I think I owe you $200. Here you go. We got a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you brought yourself a conversation with the name. Yeah, I mean, is that, is that, is that, you're a scammer. You're a scammer. Is that weird? Because if you really like me, show me. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. If you don't want me, then I'm talking to you. Is that weird? 
Are you are you think this all comes across as a top? <laughs> it pays the bottle. <laughs> okay, girls. <laughs> You have to get paid to bottle. That's what I feel like. I mean, is that weird? You don't expect, like, some person just to be like, oh, I have some money i like to spend on you. Because... And, and then you make a bounce for them? Yeah. Come get the dummy. Then we'll FaceTime. Oh, wow. And be, I'll be a cam girl. And that's how you get a man. That that was a little more uh, way to undo it today. Thank you for being here. I'm undo. Yeah, we're teaching y'all how to get a man. Be aspiration like the movie bros. Oh my gosh! So you you, how do you feel about working in DC nightlife at this point? Um, I think it's been very interesting. I think I've learned where I want to be. I think I've learned how I'm going to navigate it. Um, today I'm very excited for the show and see where it goes and how it goes for us. I'm excited to see everyone. I'm excited to see everyone who's told me they're coming. But at the end of the day, I think that nightlife is not ultimately a, a thing that I want to go for just because I don't want people to feel like I'm, you know. I also just want to be able to enjoy it, I'm yeah, sure. I just want to enjoy it. And I don't want to like feel like I'm trying to do something that I'm not fully committed to. Uh, this is definitely other people's... like passions and I want to keep the sense of the right because there's so many people out here which I love who want to bring fun and art and different experiences to the public at yeah. large which I think is amazing I'm definitely a curator I don't think I'm much right I think it'd be like experiences too but we like talking to people we like making you know stories and, and all that so it, it's just a different lane but I'm glad that we get to even experience it even with all the drama I would not give it up um, because DC drama is hilarious and where do you think this performance... How do you think this performance is going to be? How are you feeling for this performance? I, I feel the same way for every performance. And I don't, know how to, I don't know how to describe it. You know, I'm such a confident performer. I am amazing. I'm gorgeous. You um, bring down the house, literally. I, <laughs> <laughs> and while the girl had a lot to say about me in a group chat... <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best part about DC drag drama is that it's just all in different group chats and how like every group of girls hates and talks about other groups of girls, which is my favorite thing. Um, and that's why performing for me, I don't know, it's not like my passion. <laughs> I was such a great confident performer, but it's not my passion. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, <laughs> I feel like everyone has their gig. You're a correspondent. You're a correspondent. I like talking. I like I like taking pictures. I like modeling. You like bumping into the microphone. I like bumping in the microphone. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I like that stuff. I like walking fashion weeks. <laughs> uh, I like making jokes too. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some people who like live for performing. Like I have really like seen the passion and it's like expiring. Like I live, yeah. I love it. But um uh, being on stage, you know, in that way is not for my passion but that's okay i still do it because it is fun like it's always fun to get into character and do a do a show at 12 p.m at 12 a.m in the morning i'm tired let me tell you i'm so tired of these midnight shows y'all <laughs> the fact that we're doing a midnight show y'all i'm keep doing it all we're month so all month all month we are truly so thankful for y'all to like come down to dc and check us out this night tonight but where can the people find us of course because you know they're looking for hooking us. sucking stripping yeah, the whole the whole lot um, they can find us at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on Instagram and TikTok where you can see Raffi and sometimes me do so many funny skits. Um, the people love your Mayor Bowser and we're actually coming out with t-shirts 
very yes, very soon um so i'm really excited for that and where can they find new paris right here let's see if he knows my socials go uh, you can find Nunu Paris not on Way to Doing Podcasts, unfortunately, because she never posts on our stuff. But you can find our Nunu Paris, y'all, on IG, TikTok, and Spotify for Nunu's Corner. It's been amazing. Sorry off again. Another great season with you all. Thank you for listening. Come, please support our gag Halloween event on October 29th at Upper West Side Cafe. We're going to be there with DJ Gaston, uh, VV Majesty, Jerry Sanchez, and of course, for some amazing performances, uh, for some tunes, and a time to like chill out and smoke, y'all. Like, Upper yeah, West y'all better bring weed. I want to be doped the fuck up, okay, bitch? <laughs> right. We just want to have fun, you know, ch- you know, and chill, like, and not be around all the Halloween drama. Like, come to Upper West Side catch a vibe drink smoke and if you want to kiss me like honestly just tip me I, i'm gonna start using what nunu does like <laughs> fucking you want to make out with me i'm a great kisser junior you can yeah literally <laughs> literally <laughs> pay me just pay me you literally pay me like i I'm do a, a lot great, i do a lot for money i'm a great kisser so um and make sure you wear your fiercest costumes because at blonde in the district fashion icon is coming to judge your costumes and there will be an amazing prize raffi is providing out of his own pocket yeah this dick that's a trick but what's the treat the dick, <laughs> the dick does tricks and treats honey. it disappears <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs>